Hello and thank you for joining me for the final week of 2020 Blood, Sweat and Tears. This week, across three mini-episodes, we'll be speaking to three Brits about their experience of living abroad throughout the pandemic. In today's episode, I'm talking to Chloe, an account manager for an advertising agency who's currently based in Sydney, Australia. Chloe, thank you so much for joining me on 2020 Blood, Sweat and Tears for our special international Around the World edition. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so you have been living in Australia since September 2019. When the pandemic started, you kind of just settled in, been living there, what, about six months? Yeah, I don't think maybe not even that. We arrived in October, so we had maybe four, four months. So how, how was it all in the initial kind of, I guess, around March time, or maybe it kind of felt a bit earlier in Australia because the start of the pandemic was quite Asia-focused before it spread to kind of the rest of the world. How do you remember that period? Yeah, it's funny. I think um, I think we were just starting to feel settled here, really, because we came out and then it was bushfire season, and um, there was a really awful year last year for Australia and then we just kind of started feeling settled and making lots of friends and it was kind of getting quite exciting um and then all of a sudden yeah we're kind of thrown into turmoil I think we left work on a Friday and things had started to seem a bit more serious but it didn't it still didn't really feel like much was happening really um and then on the Sunday evening had this email like don't come into the office and then, yeah, ever since then, it was just kind of, it was kind of crazy. We were in a little one-bed flat in the city um, and <laughs> confined, to our, confined to our flat and didn't really know a load of people out here. So it was just kind of, our whole experience was very suddenly turned on its head <laughs> and mm. very quickly the year that we had planned didn't really come to fruition. So you work in advertising. How has this whole year and the effect of the pandemic impacted your work has it been have you had lots of changes in terms of um the kind of jobs that you're doing or the work that you're doing for your clients yeah I mean I'm obviously very very lucky in my industry to have kept my job to be honest um Mm. uh, we our agency response was amazing and and our leadership team were actually really really incredible throughout the whole process we managed not to make any redundancies throughout the the whole of the kind of COVID period for us Mm. um but yeah the work was definitely different I work a lot on sport and music sponsorship so obviously there are no festivals happening no sports happening um yeah and I was kind of when when it hit I was in a big in the middle of a very big rugby sponsorship project that was kind of on a on again off again um and I think yeah I, I did for a while lose some of those projects where those are what I find the most interesting and Mm. was probably taken on to more kind of retail projects which is is still great but definitely not my kind of passion so I think at Mm. first it was a bit like I lost the things I loved (laughs) I didn't know what was going on we didn't know when we were going to get that sort of work back everything was very unstable um everything for a while was very very reactive um and you know things were changing on a daily basis um my clients in the kind of food and beverage industry so there was obviously daily updates on what they could and couldn't do and we were trying Mm. to respond to that as quickly as we could 
Um, so I think, yeah, that was definitely a very, very uncertain period. Um, and everyone was super busy. But I mean, yeah, I just so, feel so lucky to um, have kept my job. And now we're kind of starting <laughs> to return to normal. Although mm. there's still obviously like very um, kind of long lasting on, ongoing effects really of what, what's happening. And even now in Australia where the, the situation is getting much better, we're seeing more sports and music events happen um which is amazing and, and so exciting for us it's everything's under very crunch timings because everything's mm. been so uncertain for a long time we didn't really know what was happening but um yeah it's definitely looking up which yeah. is great yeah that's really good because I mean in the UK now a lot of Europe and I guess the US as well things are not necessarily looking up I mean we're I guess in the middle of a second wave but how is it in Australia are people kind of seeing a light at the end of the tunnel and how like what level of restrictions are you under at the moment yeah I think that's definitely the right phrase it's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel where you know we're not we're not there yet um but things are definitely opening up we um I think that we just went through a diff- very different process. We were under very, very strict lockdowns right at the beginning and and probably when the UK won and there were probably more cases in the UK than there were mm. here. Um, and so ours was quite a difficult period at the beginning. And then, yeah, now, like, things are starting to get back to, to normal, really. Like, all of the state borders have opened out here. I went to a cricket match with work on Tuesday and there were over 30,000 people in the stadium which oh, was wow. yeah it's just crazy it felt it felt like I was doing something wrong it was um, yeah. yeah obviously like the biggest crowd I've seen in a very long time and um yeah very very strange. Australia have a known I think quite generally for really strict border controls in every sense and I think that they really showed that again in Covid times um, whereas places like the UK quite slow to react and don't uh, kind of don't want to go down that route. But and the UK government has quite rightly been quite heavily criticised for a lot of things in their response to the pandemic, from like not looking down soon enough to um, wasting a lot of money. But how has the general perception that you've seen it been in Australia to the government's handling of the pandemic? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, definitely in, in my kind of circle of friends, it's been pretty positive. I think there's definitely, you know, it's such a, a weird situation. There's going to be negatives about every government. There's always going to mm. be some level of accidents, I guess, or fuck ups. I don't know what, what can I swear? Am I allowed to swear? I you can say. definitely swear. There's going to be some level of fuck up. Like no one knows <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> Um, but I think, yeah, generally it's it's been pretty positive. I, I mean, I'm also speaking as somebody who's been in New South Wales for the whole time, which is very different from some other, other people's experiences. But I mean, there's been very different responses in, in different states. But I mean, gen, generally speaking, it's kind of been, um, most states have been very quick to, to react and the borders were closed pretty quickly. I think there was some, some, level of um like hesitation at first their borders were closed to to China and some selected uh some selected countries but I think a couple of weeks later it was then closed to all international arrivals and the government was definitely criticized for 
acting too late and yeah there's definitely been some mistakes like I uh, don't know if you heard about the ruby princess saga of the cruise ship coming in and everyone being allowed to disembark in Sydney and and I think they tracked like 700 cases from that which yeah in relation to Australia's coronavirus cases is actually a really quite a big percentage I think there's only been was that Uh, that earlier in the year yeah that was much yeah that was quite quite early on I can't remember the date Mm. but yeah it's quite early on and yeah I mean like 700 cases in comparison to I think there's only been around 28,000 cases here um is actually quite a big percentage so yeah there was definitely definitely like kind of fuck ups there and also another thing that um the Victorian lockdown when you speak to people from Victoria was super hard on them like 110 days or more in lockdown is so hard and there were definitely cases where um there were people in like the North Melbourne tower blocks that were kind of stuck there with no supplies and they had no idea that they were going to go into lockdown and they had like like I think like 12 or 24 hours or something to kind of go and make sure that they were set up for this lockdown and then it was such a long lockdown they I um almost felt a bit stranded I guess and yeah not supported so I think yeah there's definitely varying levels of um dependent on where you are of support for the government but yeah Mm. generally speaking like in New South Wales it's been very positive and I think you know like looking at especially with with all of our friends still being in the UK like I we're pretty happy with with how the government out here responded to the, the situation I think this year in general has affected a lot of people's mental health in the UK and in places where there's been really strict lockdowns restrictions how's it been for you guys being away from home um in a new country kind of adapting to life and then having one of the strangest things happened (laughs) that's kind of hard to put into words but yeah 100% I think you know no one this year is where they thought they were going to be a year ago that's a good way of putting it in their careers and their personal lives yeah I think just Mm. it's not been the year that everybody thought it was gonna be um and I think that definitely does affect everybody at at like a mental health level to varying degrees obviously but I think I'm I'm a very anxious person anyway and I think especially with the beginning of lockdown I'm somebody who has to stay busy like I'm constantly busy with work busy with social plan and I think yeah going into that first lockdown it was just a period where you have a lot of time not really doing a lot and spending a lot of time just with yourself really even though you know my my partner George was around in the house like you're kind of you've got so much time to think and overthink and it was yeah just kind of learning to sit quietly with yourself was something that I really struggled with at first and then I think yeah definitely it's um it's difficult being away from friends and family and I think you know trying to keep up with what's happening with everyone else but also you know getting on a call and everyone being like well I don't really have anything to tell you like it's quite hard to keep in contact with people almost because you don't have anything to talk about so I found that definitely very difficult but I think the way I combated that was like if I was at home it wouldn't be any different like I would be in lockdown in London I wouldn't be able to see my friends and family so I feel like yeah it's just been such a strange year for everyone really yeah I think you put that so well like it's it's been an incredibly anxious year I think for everyone I think 
I'm not someone that's ever really before had much anxiety, but this year it's been absolutely off the charts. Like it's just so <laughs> much change, so much change in such a short space of time that I don't. We're not designed to kind of deal with that. I don't think it's interesting what you're saying about um, having so much time to yourself because. For some people, that is just an absolute godsend, you know, spending more time at home, yeah. having more time to do different things that they haven't done before. But then for some people like you, it's actually quite a stressful situation to be in because you like to be busy to be doing things. But yeah. if you could say that there was something positive that has come out of this year and all of the things that we've kind of experienced, what would that be for you? And it's going to sound really lame, but just being so grateful for the things that we can do. Like, mm. I think I take that so much for granted, like being able to spend lots of time with my friends and going out and doing amazing things and traveling and all of the things that we just kind of took as part of our normal life. Now, it's like, oh, my God, like, it's so amazing to be able to do all these things. Chloe, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and speaking about your experiences of 2020. Thank you so much, Iz. And thank you for listening. Join us again tomorrow for our next mini episode from around the world.